ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, family, friends, and foes, and even, yes, foes in the family. And to the standing between the living and the dead family members. That is the standing between the living and the dead prayer, devotional, memorial, family, <clears throat> evangelistic service, family members, my beloved. Uh, the devil and the people, even in the church, hate the family part the most, I do believe. The devil probably hates the evangelistic part the most. Human beings, even in the church, hate the uh, family part the most. Uh, and by the way, it's been this way for a long time. In fact, trustees and deacons back in the old church uh, when the preacher started dealing with just a little bit of the family life, they would grab back and say, Okay, now, preacher, you meddling now. You meddling now. And that was a threat. If you keep on meddling like that, you're going to uh, uh, lose your job. But anyway, uh, I believe... There, but there are some people, believe it or not, the happy talk pastors and the happy talk politicians, uh, they do not want to hear anything about the people who have died from the coronavirus plague and who are still dying. Sad to say. But be that as it may, my beloved, uh, this is... Daniel White the third and oh what a day we had on yesterday three services gospel was preached in a very powerful way and I only say that because God is the only one who can do that as I have told you before God is the one who produces great meaningful services not gimmicks, not methods, but God Almighty through the power of the Holy Spirit. So this is Daniel White the third with, I believe, the standing between the living and the dead service number 813. Or 14. President of Gospel Light Society International with the White House family devotional reading of Charles Haddon Spurgeon's Treasury of David. 
This is episode number 167. Shall we pray? Holy Father God, help your people to pray. For in the words of your servant, Dr. Tony Evans, it is the greatest weapon we have. And uh, so, Lord, help the people who have gathered on here at this time. Uh, and uh, to not listen to me. For those who come regularly, they understand that this is not entertainment or church entertainment. <clears throat> We're not in the entertaining business. Should not be. And uh, so, Holy Father God, hallowed be your name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. I praise you and I thank you for the great services on yesterday. Lord, for you put them together by your might and your power and you gave, you gave me supernatural energy and strength to preach your holy gospel. Uh, and Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you tonight for your love, your grace, and your mercy. I praise you and I thank you tonight for your Holy Son, the gift uh, of the gift from you to us for our salvation, your Holy Son, Jesus Christ. Your Holy Spirit and your Holy Word. And for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, tonight. I praise you, Lord, and I thank you for salvation and spiritual, family and life, financial and material, protection and provision, mental and physical blessings that you have bestowed upon us. Down through the years, I praise you and I thank you, Lord, for all of the millions and the many and the manifold blessings that you have bestowed upon us. For those of us, Lord, who are saved, Lord, uh, and born again by your grace and by your mercy and love, Lord, we individually confess our sins, our failures, and our faults as we from our hearts, by your grace, forgive those who have sinned against us. And for Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive us. Lord of our sins, as we from our heart, by your grace, forgive those who have sinned against us. And Lord, make us whiter than snow on the inside. Cleanse us through your holy and precious blood of Christ. And Lord, crucify our flesh, the old man within us, our old nature and fill us with your Holy Spirit 
Control us by your Holy Spirit. Grant us your energy and your strength, your unction and your anointing, your freedom and your liberty of your Holy Spirit, Lord, tonight, to serve you and to live for you. Not only in front, out in front, but Lord, behind the scenes. And Lord, we pray tonight that you would deliver us. Uh, for those of us who are saved by your grace, deliver us from temptation, evil, and sin. Grant us, Lord, your grace and the power of your Holy Spirit to love right, to live right, to think right, to do right, to act right, and to do that which is pleasing in your sight. And Holy Father God, I do pray Lord, uh, tonight, I do pray, Lord, that you would uh, do this, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. Lord, help us to get caught up in what you are about, in your kingdom, and not ours. And Lord... I do pray that you would put a God at our hearts, our minds, our tongues, our attitudes and temperaments, that we will not sin against you. <clears throat> and Holy Father God, we pray, Lord, tonight, help us all to humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent, uh, Lord, of our sins and get back to you our first love. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray for the salvation of the lost in the church and outside of the church. As you know, Lord, my wife, Marika White, is here uh, helping in the ministry. Uh, but uh, today she has, and yesterday, has proven herself to be still a lost person, a person who is not saved, who acts halfway decent in church uh, in the past, uh, but oftentimes not. But she has proven that she is not only not saved and lost, she is demon-possessed. As I have told her to go into the store to get two different stores, two different days to get uh, a certain item. And came back on both occasions lying, saying that they did not have it. <clears throat> two different stores, two different days. One was on Saturday and one today. And uh, Marika White, my wife, has been a liar all of her life, especially over the past 34 years, showing that she is not a saved person. For all liars shall have their part in the lake of fire. I know that she lied because... Once she got back in the car, I walked into the store and saw uh, the items right where she was on both occasions. 
and uh, and she got so mad about it uh, she cursed her husband several times uh, this is not the mark of a saved woman she would not do that in front of other people she will only do that behind the scenes when she thinks uh, I guess you're not listening and you're not watching or church folks are not watching and then she uh, in public acts like she's so innocent and so um, loving and wonderful and she's been doing this for 34 years lying and stealing and uh, being dishonest and cursing her husband under her breath uh, which shows not only a lack of salvation after 34 years for she's been doing this for over 34 years and I've always rebuked her for it uh, and uh, but it also shows that she's demon-possessed uh, it may shock some people but it does not shock you it does not shock me and it does not shock her children and uh, this is one of the reasons why it is best that uh, as I have told them and told her uh, that uh, uh, they would never have a situation where they would have to uh, take her in without me being there because it's going to be a total evil disaster unless she gets saved and so Holy Father God I, I know that you want to save her I know that you are available to save her uh, and I'm not shocked at the evil that she has done over the past few days uh, at all because she's been doing it for over 34 years. And it's all designed by the devil through her to try to hinder the preaching of the gospel and to try to hinder your uh, holy word from going forth. Uh, now some of my sweet evangelical brethren would say, well, Maybe you ought to tone down your preaching and, 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 and appease her and, and spend more time with her. And the truth of the matter is, she knows and I know, it would be even worse. That's what she wants. She wants us not to focus on you, not to focus on prayer, not to focus on the Bible and the preaching of your word. Uh, she wants... Uh, it to be a human thing up in here and it will never be that never has been that uh, and she is the devil is mad as he can be about it and she is mad too and uh, she is shocked that I am telling uh, this truth to you publicly as I have told it to you privately uh, but uh, I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, that you would cast the devil and the demons of hell out of her heart, her mind, her soul, and spirit. 
And uh, I pray that she would allow you to save her soul. I thank you, Lord, for the liberty and the freedom, Lord, to, uh, and the transparency to pray like this in public, as I have prayed silently, or rather in private, with my family and with all of my children hearing me pray like this. Uh, because uh, one of the things that it helps uh, tap down is the fact that men are not, husbands are not always wrong as the sweet evangelicals and the sweet charismatics and the sweet churches uh, and the sweet American society has set up that there are evil, wicked, demonically possessed women who look pretty on the outside, but they're devils on the inside. And nobody wants to believe that in our society today. But I <clears throat> do thank you, Lord, that more and more are coming around to understand that it's not just the man who's the problem. It's not the children who's the problem, not just the children. Uh, it is the wife, the woman, and the mother who is probably today the biggest problem in the family, in the church, and in society. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, that if a person, a woman was saved, a man was saved, they would act like they're saved. And they will suck it up and do what they're supposed to do, whether they feel like it or not. And Lord, the other reason why I thank you for giving me the liberty to pray like this and to preach on this publicly is because it is helping other women to understand uh, that they have a responsibility to be uh, the Christians that they say they are the wives and the mothers that they say they are and stop being hypocrites in the words of Spurgeon <clears throat> acting like angels in the church but acting like devils at home and for some reason many women have a tendency to do that they don't want to hear it they don't like to hear it but it is the truth and many men have backed up so much, like my dad did before he died, and he didn't have anybody to teach him. They, men have backed up so much that there are women who uh, have conceived in their minds to replace men. They don't need men. I remember, I remember as a little boy in New York City, I think 766 Chauncey Street, when my dad left the house and we were up there by ourselves and with our grandmother and mother and so forth. I remember very clearly my mother telling the children who were born at the time, I think we all were in existence, all four of us. Uh, everybody didn't understand, but I think my, my sister under me and I understood, but our mother, I remember my mother telling us I think she was off to, going off to work, that we don't need him. We can do better by ourselves. 
And that kind of spirit has been in existence for many years, and it has done great damage to families and churches and cities and uh, this nation. And I thank you for raising me up to deal with it, and uh, I'm not going to be popular for doing so, but that's okay. Uh, I know that there are thousands of men and women who appreciate it and uh, and who are willing to stand with me. And so, Lord, uh, we do pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, there is another reason, too. And, Lord, I thank you for... Uh, bringing bringing this to my mind uh, that uh, it's time out for people who are hypocrites behind the scenes in Christian families quote unquote uh, to be devils behind the scenes and act like angels in front of the scenes and then want to cry foul when they're the ones who are foul and uh, uh, and so, Holy Father God, I know that uh, uh, there are people, uh, sweet evangelicals and others, uh, who would say, well, why, why don't you just go ahead and divorce her? Uh, well, Lord, you have not led me to do that, even as evil and demonic as she is. For my children's sake, I'm willing to uh, let her stay as long as she wants to stay. And right now, she says she wants to stay even though she's doing this uh, foolishness and this evil uh, as a lost person. So, Lord, help her to lay aside her pride, open her blinded eyes, and stop her deaf ears. For she is woefully deceived if she thinks that she's a saved person doing this evil, the same evil, after 34 years. And, uh, and Holy Father God, I pray not only for her, but for the salvation of all of our family members, some who are deceived just like she is, religious and lost. Uh, Lord, uh, I hope it's not the case, but I believe that my own mother is lost and not saved. She's very religious, but not saved. I believe that my sister under me is lost, and my uh, baby sister is lost as well. And I do pray for their salvation. I pray also, Lord, for... Uh, my wife's mother and aunts, who I believe are not saved, just based upon their lifestyle and the evil that they produce and have done. And so, Lord, I pray that you would protect my family, all of my children that I had the privilege to raise particularly, to remember your holy word and to live by your holy word and not be contaminated by family members, friends, and foes, and church members. 
Lord, it's, it's up to them. And Lord, you did it in my heart. And Lord, I believe that you can do it in their hearts. I also pray, Lord, for the thousands and millions of people who are just like my family members. And just like I was, I got saved out of religion. I was already baptized. I was already singing in the choir. I was already uh, quoting scripture in the church plays. I was in church every Sunday because of the iron goodwill of my mother. And I am thankful for a mother who saw the need to keep her children in church. But I, I was lost. And you're the one, and only you, led me to salvation. For my parents did not know what real salvation was. Most of the people in the churches that we were members of didn't know what salvation was. <clears throat> they were in church, but lost, as I was. And so I do pray Lord, for their salvation. I pray, Lord, for the salvation of all people who are religious and lost, and those who are irreligious as well. And Holy Father God, for that, for I believe, and you have shown me that this is the big problem that we have in the church today. We are acting like people are saved, and they're not. And we have a church full of terrors, terrorists, as I call them. trying to corral them to act like saved people and they are lost and on their way to hell and they don't want anybody to tell about their hypocrisy their phoniness and uh, Holy Father God that's uh, another reason why I, I am appreciative and I'm thankful that you've given me the liberty to do this now after doing it behind the scenes all of these years because one of the things that the devil and the devil's people hate <coughs> is exposure to the evil that they have done and that they are doing in their lostness and don't even want to get saved because they love their sin they love to lie they love to steal they love to cause confusion they don't want to let go of that. That's the reason why they don't want to get saved. They love darkness rather than light. And so, Holy Father God, uh, you won't make people get saved, and I can't. And so I'm not even asking my wife to, come on now, get saved. Come on now, get saved. She knows what she needs to do. Uh, and... She knows how to do it. But I do believe that for the record's sake, she should let me know that she's renouncing her religion, false religion, uh, that she 
um, said she found down in Jamaica uh, when she was a youngster uh, and take heed to the fact that nobody none of none of uh, her children nor I believe that she has acted like a saved person over the past 34 years and so Holy Father God I praise you and I thank you for uh, giving me the liberty uh, to be transparent about it because as you know Lord no husband wants to uh, say anything negative in any way about his wife in public because it strikes at his pride because a husband always wants people to think well of his wife uh, and so for years men do not tell the truth and uh, they put up with it and they deal with it and so forth and so on but it's time out for that it's time out for that now. It's time for men to rise uh, in your love and call it as they see it because they're the authorities in their families, not the women in society, not the women in the church, uh, not the wife. And people need to start, uh, as I was trained and so many others were trained in college, in the helps. Uh, business that we we were we were told to always believe the woman, always believe the woman. Well, it's time for people to believe the man. And uh, uh, when he says something, to believe what he says as well. And uh, Holy Father God, we are talking about saved men who love you. And we also pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ tonight that you would uh, saved, or rather save the lost uh, around the world. Revive those who are saved. Uh, heal those who are sick. Comfort those who are grieving and mourning. And Holy Father God, I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ uh, that you would draw them to yourself for salvation. And Holy Father God, I praise you and I thank you for in spite of the devil, in spite of uh, Marika White allowing herself to be controlled and used by the devil, and thank you for your holy word that has blessed my life and our family down through the years that we wrestle not with fresh, uh, with the flesh and blood. Uh, uh, Lord, thank you for showing me that it is the devil who works behind the scenes and uh, through her. Uh, and also sad to say the things that uh, she lied about when she went into the grocery stores and stores uh, they were for her for her own good and uh, uh, and that is very very unfortunate 
even especially at this stage. And so, Holy Father God, I do pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would indeed uh, deliver us tonight from all of our distresses and afflictions, understanding that, Lord, we need to confess our sins, we need to repent of our sins, we need to turn from our sins and obey your holy word. If you love me, keep my commandments and obey your holy word and submit to you. And Holy Father God, I do pray if we have that kind of heart and spirit and attitude for those of us who are saved, deliver us tonight with lessons learned. And please do not deliver us if we have not learned the lessons you want us to learn. Deliver us, therefore, with all of that said from our tribulations and troubles, trials and temptations, tests, and tensions. <clears throat> and Holy Father God, deliver us also from all of our spiritual mental, physical, emotional, family, financial, legal, student loan debt, student progress problems. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for my son Daniel the Fourth and Danae, both of them who have helped and have resolved legal matters in the past that they would not listen to the devil and that they would step up and uh, help resolve these new and fresh uh, frivolous lawsuits against Black Christian News, BCNN1. And Lord, we pray that uh, you will help them to get the right kind of lawyer uh, to resolve these unnecessary issues I believe uh, pointed towards us simply because we preach and stand against the abomination of homosexuality and homo so-called homosexual marriage primarily and other issues as well uh, that we uh, uh, stand against in our wicked evil society as Christians by your grace. And so, Lord, we pray that any funding that needs to be raised, that they would help raise it, and uh, so that this, so that BCN1 that has been used by me as a sword, as Gideon used his, and uh, as John R. Rice used the sword of the Lord. Uh, by your grace. And so, Lord, I pray <coughs> that you will raise up all of the help that we need in abundance and protect us from these frivolous persecuting attacks. And uh, Holy Father God, I pray 
in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I give it all to you. And it is, it is such a blessing, such a great blessing to give it all to you when I pray, when we pray, those of us who do pray. Uh, we, we, can, we can cast all of our burdens upon you because we know that you care for us. And so, Lord, tonight, lift all of our burdens, cares, worries, and anxieties, troubles, problems, and fears from our hearts tonight, our minds, and attitudes, and spirits. And Lord, uh, because of the huge impact you have caused BC and one to have in the nation and around the world, I do praise you and thank you for the help of all of my children, especially when they had pure hearts and they are still helping to this day in different ways. I do pray, Lord, that you will uh, raise up other people to take it on from here as far as, especially right now regarding legal matters. Provide us the funding to pay good people to keep us out of uh, these attacks and out of trouble. And Lord, I pray also tonight that you would bless and protect, Lord, all of your people and every, everyone else, even in the midst of this time of chastisement, rebuke, and punishment that we deserve. Continue to protect us all, Lord, from a housing crisis, mass housing crisis, mass food crisis, mass medical crisis, mass uh, utilities crisis around the world. And Holy Father God, however, let your will be done. For we have done evil in your sight, gross evil in your sight in the church. And... Uh, and have allowed and caused gross evil to take place in society because we have disobeyed your great commandment and we have disobeyed your great uh, commission. So for Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive us of those gross sins that we have committed to this very day. And uh, Lord, I thank you that uh, you reminded me, and uh, we passed out some gospel tracts uh, even today. And I give you the glory, the praise, and the honor that as a family and as a ministry, we've done this for 40-something odd years. And Lord bless and anoint all of those tracts and save those souls and change their lives. <clears throat> and so, Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ that you would protect, Lord, my family and, Lord, protect all other born-again Christian families and all other people. Protect us, Lord, from ourselves, our flesh, and the devil, and from the demons of hell, and from evil people in the family, evil people in the church, and evil people in the world. 
place, Lord, upon us tonight the whole arm of God. Surround us with the band of your holy angels and the wall of your holy fire. Cover us and cleanse us through the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and make us to be whiter than snow. And Lord, I know the devil is mad, very mad, after the uh, three great services on yesterday. Uh, it was another highlight in my life. And, uh, and, and as I have said many times, because you have taught me many times, if the devil won't get you and won't attack on Sunday, uh, be on the lookout for him to attack on Monday. And so, Lord, thank you for uh, helping me to always be prepared for that and not shocked. And so, Lord, I pray uh, tonight, bless the reading of your holy word, the teaching of your holy word, the preaching of your holy word, and the preaching of the gospel. And Lord, bless people's hearts as many of them are getting ready to go to bed or they're already in bed. Some will fall asleep as I am uh, teaching your word and preaching your word. That's okay. Glorify your holy name. Lift up your holy son, the Lord Jesus Christ, because we're not even worthy to even do that. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. I'm drinking tonight a tea called, I don't like the name, uh, but it's from England, I believe. My son, Daniel White IV, introduced it to me, called Puka, or Puka. I don't like the name, but it's a high quality tea. If you want to get some for yourself, if you're a tea lover, like I am. But that's what I'm drinking tonight. And they have a tea called uh, the after dinner tea. For those of you who like to have a little something to drink uh, besides a glass of wine after you eat. Uh, and so I would highly recommend it to you. I don't get anything from this at all. I should, but I don't. And so, beloved, we're reading tonight Psalm 18.2. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my buckler, and the horn of my salvation, and high tower. The Lord is my rock, Spurgeon goes on to say, in the treasury of David, one of your favorite podcasts, and my fortress, 
dwelling among the crags and mountain fastnesses of Judea. David had escaped the malice of Saul, and here he compares his God to such a place of concealment and security. Believers are often hidden in their God. Allow me to say that again to you, because that is profound, and it is so true. Believers are often hidden in their God from the strife of tongues and the fury of the storm of trouble. Some of you who are caught up in the American way of doing things, you are shocked that I would stay with such an evil witch of a woman. Let me help you to understand something about God, God's grace, and Jesus, and His mercy. See, you don't have to run from your marriage if you're saved and born again. You're hidden in God, and you're hidden in Christ. The Bible even says that. And if you're truly born again and saved, I cannot explain to you why it is easy for saved people to deal with uh, persecutors and Judases and lost people with great calm and great love and with tough love too. See, there's things that I don't do now in dealing with her that I did do when the children were here with me. You understand? Because I was harder on her because I was not going to let her discombobulate my children's lives. Because somehow God put in me and helped me to understand that you need to have order and peace in your home when your children for sure are there. Uh, you, you need to provide for them order and peace. You need to provide for them protection even from an evil parent who will not tell them I love you on purpose who will not remember their birthdays on purpose, who will not hug them on purpose just because they're demonically evil. And I know that some of you sweet evangelicals, uh, you know about it, but you won't say anything about it. And you want to criticize others whose marriages are still intact and yours is not because you believe more in the American way and no fault divorce then you uh, believe God's way in the Holy Bible. The devil is a liar, and you're a liar too. 
loyalty. And and you 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 would rather destroy and shoot a big old cannonball through your children's hearts. Because they don't want the divorce thing. I can assure you that. I was listening to an interview uh, with a, a Christian woman from Fox News, and uh, who she she expresses that she really loves the Lord, uh, <laughs> but I think she's shacking up too. So I don't know. But anyway, she was interviewing Tim Scott. Some of you say, well, you shouldn't have said, well, no, I don't care. No, you claim to be a Christian, you ought not be shacking up. I don't give a flip who you are. Uh, how much money are you getting paid? Or how beautiful you are? It makes no difference to me. And I like her. But she was interviewing Tim Scott, so don't bother me with that. I told Kim, I told, talk, said the same thing about Kim, Kim Kardashian. Kardashian, up here now. Up there hauling around with another man while she's married. A cougar. And now she's saying the same negative things about uh, this boy. And that's all he is a boy. He was very dumb to even do that. Very dumb. Dumb acting. She was saying the same things about her husband. He's 45. She's saying now that, oh, he was just so immature, and he was so uh, uh, childish and all of that. Oh, yeah, really? Okay, oh, okay. And, and, and you tore down your family and tore, tore the hearts out of your children and took them away from their loving father, who's crazy about them, to go whore around with some young buck. I guess, I guess, uh, you know, the, the big talk about sex and all of that. It was not, it, it was not enough to hold you, huh? Huh, Kim? What happened? See, see, see. And, and, and some of you women need to get off of that. Uh, lying to men and telling men that, you know, if the sex is good, I'll stay and all this kind of thing like that right there. Uh, there are women who have left the best sex of their lives because of other issues or they came up with other issues. See? Because they are silly-minded and fickle and have no constitution and have no conviction about God and the Word of God. And Kim, Kim, uh, and I love Kim. I love her. I love the whole family. I'm not mad at anybody. But uh, uh, she claims to be a Christian. And that foolishness that she did to her husband and to her children, that is almost unforgivable to me. And I hope, I hope that he can do what he, he, can do what he wants to do. I'm all for people getting back together. You know that. But I wouldn't, I wouldn't get back with her. I would not. And yes, I do call her a cougar whore. That's what she is. And if you're doing the same thing, that's what you are. That's why you get mad. I wouldn't call any woman a whore. Well, that's what she is. I didn't call her. God called her that. And a man who does that is a whoremonger. 
But when you have four children and you doing all that, you didn't you 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 asking for trouble big time. Anyway. But she was interviewing Tim Scott, I think his name is, he's a senator. He's a Christian, out and out Christian, love the Lord. And uh, he made it without his father. His father left him when he was seven years old, left, divorced his mother, left a big old hole in his soul that uh, he has not recovered from since. Now, I, I thank God I've never experienced that. I don't know why God blessed me to have my parents stay together. They had a hellacious marriage. But they stayed together. That, and I never even thought about them getting a divorce. Even when they separated. I, didn't, I, I was not worried about that at all. I just somehow knew that my dad and mom were going to stay together. Now, I'm a big old tough fellow. Uh, mentally, emotionally, I'm a type A individual. Uh, you know, I don't let people bother me. God wired me a certain way. I don't let people, family members, anybody bother me. with their mess. See? I'm, I'm, I'm on point. I'm going to be on point. I'm going, I'm going to stay on point with what God called me to do until I die by the grace of God unless I lose my mind. Okay? <clears throat> but that right there, excuse me, that right there would have discombobulated me. I don't know. I cannot explain that to you. I cannot tell you why I know that would have bothered me and left a big old hole in my soul. I thank God even though they were not perfect parents. They, nobody taught them. They came out of Jim Crow. My dad almost out of slavery. And doors started opening up. And you know what they said? They said what you would have said. I'm going to give my children everything I didn't have. And that is not, we all know now that's not good. That's why the baby boomer generation is the worst generation ever. We got people who are in the, are in the baby boomer generation who are crazy in the head. And that's why the millennials are messed up. And that's why the, uh, the Z's are messed up. Don't blame them. Blame you. You old heads who still think you cute and who still trying to get your groove on with somebody else's husband and somebody else's wife. Have you lost your righteous mind? Sit your fat behind down somewhere and be a grandmother and be a mother. See, that's what you don't want to do. You don't even want to be called a grandmother. You get offended when people say to you, yes, ma'am, you old as Methuselah. Sit down somewhere and take them tiny jeans off, those skinny jeans off. Skinny jeans are for skinny people, not you. Don't get mad with me. I don't know what, 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 what's wrong with you. You don't love and care for your children. You don't love and care for your own grandchildren. You still trying to be cute and trying to hook somebody. And old me, you baby booing men. You, you, you know you're not right. You old dirty dog. Trying to still trying to be cute, trying to be with somebody 
20 years younger than you. You ain't got nothing going on, man. You better take your metformin and take your uh, uh, your heart medication before you have a heart attack. Yeah. Trying to be cute. I mean, you're, you're, you're deluded. You have deceived yourself. You have bamboozled your own self. And you're run amok, baby boomer generation. I'm talking to you. I, and I'm in that generation. You're crazy. And children and, 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 and grandchildren don't, don't even have anybody to look up to. No instruction, no wisdom, no knowledge, no understanding. And you're worried about your children. You say, well, preacher, why are you not worried about yours? Because I spent all of my time, for the most part, with my children. I enjoyed every moment of it. Okay? I thank God that I did that. I, 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 God led me to stay home because I could not depend upon my wife to raise the children. I didn't have a Billy Graham wife. She didn't. And, and let me tell you, Billy Graham was great because his wife was great. Because she took care of those children while he was preaching around the world. When I saw that my wife and, and my uh, woman and my, uh, the mother of my first child, I mean, this was just the first child. Thank God I didn't wait till the second, the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh. God spoke to you need to stay. You've been on the road a long time, almost 10 years, and I appreciate it. But you need to stay put to protect your children. And you, but I want you to stay in the ministry full time. As I told you. So I want you to start a church. Now I didn't know it then. I'm not, I'm not a pastor. I, I knew that. But he wanted me to start the church. I got comfortable in starting the church. And I wanted to stay there. And God was telling me to move on. And, uh, and, 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 and how many of you know. That if uh, you don't move. Like he wants you to move. He will move you. <laughs> but. I didn't see it then, I didn't know it then, but he was preparing me for a greater ministry. Uh, a national, worldwide ministry, which I was already doing that, traveling all over the world, but, but, but he was preparing me for something else I didn't even know, didn't even see. That's why people, you better follow God. Lest you miss what God has for you. And all things to do work together for the good. And, in fact, God was preparing me for something. I, I was hearing a little bit about the Internet, but I never, I, I, in fact, I, I said to my pastor and my, my preacher friend, Dr. Andrew Hamilton, I said, man, I said, people are trying to get me to use the Internet and ministry and all that. I got a man up in Philadelphia pleading with me to get a website. And he built the website. I had a... Uh, flame that was actively, you know, kind of looking like a flame and all of that. And I, I told uh, Dr. Andrew Hamilton, I said, I don't see how anybody can use the computer and the internet for the ministry. And then God told me to go to Dallas. 
I was planning on go, going to Dallas Theological Seminary, and uh, I walked into the uh, Dallas Theological Seminary, and I saw something on the bulletin board about internet evangelism, and the rest is history. And then my daughters, Danita, Danae, Daniqua, and Danielle, and uh, Danny helped with other things regarding this, but they were the main ones who helped me to start uh, outreach, gospel outreach, evangelistic outreach. They were the main ones because they, they somehow found a site where people were getting saved and so forth. They turned me on to it. was two of them. They turned me on to it, buddy, and the rest is history. Now, uh, to give you an example, just on uh, yesterday, uh, I preached three times, because we have video uh, going on three times a day, and so basically I preached six times around the world, and if you add it all up, I, I, I would imagine close to 14,000, 15,000 people, and we're not even counting all the stats on all the platforms. Heard the gospel yesterday. Right from where, uh, right from where I'm at. Don't don't listen to me. Don't you ever underestimate what God can do. Don't do that. And so God told me to just stay put, and you start that church, and and I'm going to teach you some things while you're starting the church. And, uh, and I know you're going to go soul winning and you're going to pass out millions of tracts and you're going to lead people to Jesus. I know you're going to do that. Uh, but I, I, want you to, I want you to understand what a pastor goes through as well. And so I'm going to take this bad situation that you have with your wife uh, uh, not taking care of your first daughter with her uh, and have you to stay put so you can be home every day. That's what happened. So I could watch her and, and make sure she takes care of my child right and continue to preach the gospel full time. See? But anyway, Tim Scott said that left a big hole in his heart broke his heart because he said you look up to your father he, he used the wrong word he said you worship your dad and we don't worship nobody but God and Jesus but you know he he, he, he went overboard but, but you know it broke his heart <clears throat> by the grace of God somehow he made it anyhow became the first black senator I believe from um South Carolina, I believe. I don't know. Uh, in modern times, for sure. And so Spurgeon continues the clefts of uh, the rock of ages are safe abodes. You just hang in there with God. Okay? It doesn't matter what your spouse does. See, if you truly... I, 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 listen, this is a fact. If you're truly born again... Jesus can hold the marriage together and get and hide you in the cleft, cleft of the rock where you're not discombobulated and frustrated and angry 
and bitter and mad at the evil spouse. Now, I cannot explain how God does that. I don't I don't know how he does that. I don't know why uh, I can see my wife do evil such as lie about the things she lied about regarding the store and then curse her husband under her breath and uh, steal from her husband and all of that lie on the children in the past and so forth and 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 stay with her. That's Jesus. That is not me. Okay? That's God. Hidden. I'm hidden in God. Hidden in Christ. And he's the one dealing with all of that. And and, and he has his reasons why all of that is happening. For all things work together for the good. I asked you the question the other day. Why is it that sweet evangelicals and Christians. They use that verse for everything under the sun. But a bad marriage. A marriage that is growing sour. They never say that. They never say that to the pastor. Right before they go to the divorce court. They do not say that to the counselor. The church counselor. Right before they go to the divorce court. You know what? Because by that point. They are hell bent. On taking advantage of no fault divorce. The American way. And you're, you're hypocrites. You're phonies and fakes. And you're disobeying God. And I'm going to tell you something that I believe. Most of my pastor friends are not going to agree with me. But let me just help you. Now this is what I believe. Truly believe. And this is one of the reasons why I don't think about divorce. Oh, I'm tempted. I know how people can get there. But here's what I believe. And I know most of my sweet evangelical pastors... Bless their hearts. They don't believe this at all. And most of you don't believe it. But see, I believe that when Jesus said, if you divorce without grounds, which I believe is gross adultery, where where you, uh, I don't don't believe it's just a one-time thing. Probably for the man it is. But for the woman... Uh, in most cases, it is not. But you do whatever you want. <clears throat> that if you divorce without grounds and you marry somebody else, see, that says to me that you're lost and you're on your way to hell. Because you're living in adultery. So when you step out into death, you, 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 you're going to hell. That's, that's what I believe. If you can get a divorce and, and, and break up your family, break the hearts of your children, because that's probably one of the main things God is concerned about. Those children he blessed you with. And now you want to act, act like this right here. And break their hearts. God is, very, God, is, God is very sensitive about stuff like that. Just like you're sensitive about things. 
You're so big and bad that you're going to uh, tear asunder the marriage and the family, and you're going to go marry somebody else who probably married somebody else, and all kinds of mess like that right there that's going to be hell for everybody for years to come. I believe that you are lost and you're on your way to hell. What I'm saying to you is that you know why people like Dr. Tony Evans, Dr. Lois Evans stayed together and raised their children to death, did them part? It's not because they are better than anybody else. It's not because it was a perfect marriage all of the time. It's because of one reason. They both had Jesus living in on the inside of them. And that goes for everybody else who's saved and they stay married. Because what Jesus will do to you on the inside is he will give you a healthy fear of him, of God, and of violating God's word. A healthy fear if you're born again, if you're saved. See, this is the reason why I know that my wife is not saved. Because a saved woman would not lie to her husband and be shown the lie and proven that she lied and still get mad and angry and, and try to deny it. A, 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 a truly saved person is not going to steal from her husband and lie on her children for 34 years. That, that, that's not possible. Okay, you don't worry, don't worry about her. She's standing right here helping me in the ministry. She's been hearing this for 34 years. So she knows what I'm saying. And she knows what I'm going to say. This is for your good. You need to examine yourself and see whether or not you be in the faith. A woman, man, you men who do this foolishness. You got girlfriends on the side and all that. And then you, you uh, want to get a divorce because you're sick and tired of her, your wife. Which you're going, everybody's going to get sick and tired of sinners. God is the only one who uh, has that kind of mercy and grace and forgiveness. I don't know how God puts up with us. I don't know. I don't understand it. I don't understand his love like that. I don't, I can't go that deep. <clears throat> okay. And, and both of you already made up your minds that you ought to get a divorce. You're going to get a divorce. You got 3.5 children whose hearts are broken begging you not to do it. And you hell bent on doing it. You know why? Because you're lost. You're not saved. And you go ahead through with it. And, and, you, and then you do all, go through all of this death march foolishness. Because it's going to be a death every time. Every time you uh, take the children over here. Take the children over there. You meet in the park. You do all of this mess. Every graduation. Every school year. Every Christmas. Every New Year. Every funeral. Every family gathering. Hellaciousness. Pain. Heartache. Tearing. Literally tearing the hearts out of your children with this back and forth bull. That's all it is. 
I don't care if you like it or not. It's nothing but bull. Selfishness. For you to you you have to be lost to put your children through that. Going to court, going to law, and that before the unbelievers. Why not suffer something for the sake of Christ? For your children's sake. At least stay together until your children are gone. At least do that. Which will still be wrong. Because you're going to still break their hearts. As adults. In the words of. Crystal. Evans Hurst. That little girl heart is still there. That little boy's heart is still there. Why do that? See, that's what I believe. My theologian friends and my pastor friends, they never want to say that. They never want to say that. But I believe you're lost and on your way. It's, a, it's an indicator, a sign that you are not born again. To me. Because I, the only reason why I'm married to my wife, Marika White, for 34 years with all of her foolishness and sin and evil, Nasty attitudes, not loving her children, not saying I love you to her children, messing up their birthdays, burning their cakes on purpose, a bad attitude from day one, cursing her husband under her breath, uh, uh, not wanting to hug her children, all of that. And by the way, for a man, that is far worse than what you say about him or say to him. He can, he's big enough to handle that foolishness. But when you mess over the children and you act stupid regarding the children, you're going to, you're going to get your behind in trouble with that man. I don't care what anybody says. So you don't do that. And it is crucial and it is important that the saved parent makes the environment as best as possible. Which sometimes meant for me to tell my wife to shut up. Why? Why? Uh, why not? Because nothing but the devil is coming through her with her, her, her talking and running off at the mouth. Shut up. I want peace and quiet. I don't want you to say a word. Just pray. Even though I know she really doesn't know the word of prayer, you still are going to pray up in here. Because we don't want to hear your mouth. And I want you to sit down and teach your children. And that's what I told her. Hundreds of times. Because see, one thing about lost people, the way that you can tell a person is lost, they have no concept of obedience. None whatsoever. It's, it's a constant rebuke. For people who are who are lost and 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 not saved, because they are constantly disobedient. They have heard you tell them what to do a thousand times, but they still do the evil that you told them not to do. That's the mark of a lost person. Saved people learn obedience at some point. Okay. See. So, 
You hide in God if you're a child of God. Stop trying to handle it. See, see, the devil and that disobedient, rebellious, lost spouse or family member or whatever, they want you to try to handle them by yourself. And they will wear your behind out if you do that. You stay in the cleft of the rock. You stay in God. You stay in Christ. How do you do that? You pray without ceasing. And you mark my words. If you pray without ceasing like God has told you, like Jesus told you when he said, uh, gave a parable to this end, that men are always to pray and not to faint. You do what God has told you to do. Pray without ceasing. You do what God has told you to do. Continue instant in prayer. You do what Jesus told you to do. Watch and pray that you enter not into temptation. For the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. You do all of that right there. Keep your mind stayed on the Lord by staying on, uh, keeping your mind stayed on his word. And in prayer, God will speak to you. You mark my words. God will talk to you. If you talk to God, God's going to talk to you. And God will give you a heads up on every devil in your family. Including your spouse. And that prayer and reading the Bible serves as a block. It, it kind of, I received the package today. I wish I had the, I think, uh, my wife threw it away. I received the package today from Amazon. I've never seen a packing, inside packing, like this ever. But it had, it had my, pro, my product all wrapped up. My product did not feel anything or hear anything or see anything while it was coming to me. All wrapped up, blocked up. It was something to behold. And that's what, the, that's what God would do to your devilish family member or spouse or whatever the case might be. Through prayer and keeping your mind still. And he'll wrap you up in the cleft of the rock. He'll hide you. I cannot explain it. And you can have uh, extraordinary joy, extraordinary peace, as my wife has seen me have for over 34 years. She's never seen me depressed. She's never seen me defeated. She's never seen me disgusted. No matter what the devil did to her, no matter what the devil did to me, never, 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 never. And my children have never seen me this way before. That way before. Sad, despondent, defeated, disgusted, depressed. You know why? Because God will bubble wrap you. And you can't even hear the devil working through that person. What? It don't even face you. It don't, don't bother you. You say, well, didn't it hurt you when your wife lied about uh, the products that were in the store? And she said they were not. And watch this. The Guess why she didn't get them. Because of pride. I told her to get certain items. I said, get, don't get the name brand. Get the store brand. For, and this was for her. This is to save money, too. But she's so proud. Well, I, I want to get the name brand for myself. So that's, that was one store. The next store, same thing. The product was right there in the second store. I sent in there twice. I said, I know it's there. Get it. But no, she wanted the name brand. 
I said, get this, I said, get this right here specifically. Went in there twice and lied to me twice. You know what I did? And I was getting ready to go home. You know what I did? That was today. The other one was on Saturday. I went, I just got out of the car and went in there and, and got the stuff that she lied about. She didn't want the Dollar General brand, the DG brand. And then today, that was on Saturday. And it's just as good as anything else. But she wanted, she, she wants me to spend extra money because she thinks she's special. I said, no, Negro, uh-uh. No, we don't have that kind of money to do that. See? And then today, I told her to get something specific. And I said, I know it's in there. She went in there twice, came back to the car and lied to me twice. Hoping and thinking that I was not going to go. And I was getting ready to go home. Because the product had a good price on it. But I, I, it was a matter of principle. So God, I believe, told me to turn around. Go in that store. Because you, you're not going to rest anyway with her lying to you like this. And you know she's lying. And so I went into the store myself and found exactly, in fact, I only had one more left, found exactly what I told her to get at the right price. And took it back to the car and called her loud to her face. How, how do you deal with that? I don't have to deal with it, with it at all. God is one. I stay prayed up. I'm going to pray without ceasing. So I'm not bothered by uh, evil and foolishness like that. Uh, you know. Especially with, you know, I'm in an empty nest situation. Uh -uh. As long as it's not affecting the children, I'm cool because I can handle it. It don't bother me. And I already know that she's this way. And only lost people do that. And what you do, you sweet evangelicals, and you sweet charismatics, and you sweet Baptists, you know what you do? You, you just let it go. You let it go. You don't say anything about it. She says she's a Christian, and so she's a Christian, even though she's lying to her husband, lying on her children, uh, stealing from her husband, then lying on her children about it, all that kind of stuff like that. That's not Christianity, friend. I don't know what that is, but that's not Christianity. People who are saved don't mind being rebuked about the evil they did. They already know they did evil. They already feel bad about it. So you need to go ahead on and uh, tell them the truth. In fact, contrary to what you think, they're not going to stay long with you. And want to stay long with you if you don't tell the truth to them. One of the reasons why my wife is still here after all these years. Every time she did anything evil like that, I rebuked her for it. And, and she knows nobody in the world is going to what? Watch this. Love her like that. She knows that. Her, her parents won't do it. Her aunts won't do it. Nobody will do it. 
and they're they're to blame for raising her up that raising her up that way. So you just, as a child of God, you stay in the cleft of the rock of Christ and God. And you pray to God and you let God deal with it. And protect you from it. And, 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 and as I told you, my wife will tell you, she's never seen me down, defeated, disgusted by what the devil did, by what she did and nobody else did. And I cannot explain that to you other than the bubble wrap that God puts around a child of God if they stay prayed up and, and, and in the Word and meditating on God. Don't worry about it. You don't need to be all discombobulated and sad and despondent and defeated like I see so many of you people who claim to be Christian. You may be lost. Have you ever thought about that? You might need to examine yourself. Why you? How can you, you be call yourself saved and you let human beings discombobulate you, keep you doing from, keep you from doing what God called you to do? You're sad, defeated, disgusted, angry, got a nasty attitude. I don't care what it is. That that that's not Christianity. I don't know what what you're thinking, you people, who call yourself saved, and you don't have a lick of joy. You don't have a lick of peace. And you are joining the world system of trying to manipulate things to go your way. And then when you get what you think is going your way, it's messed up. And you're sad, despondent, and defeated by that. You, you, you know why? Because you're not saved, or you're not right with God, or both. Something is wrong. <clears throat> Something is wrong, people. If you, How can you be depressed, suicidal, curled up in a fetal position with Jesus who is resurrected from the dead, in you. I don't understand. I I do not understand that. Something is wrong somewhere. And, and, And my wife, Marika White, has been like that as well all of these years. Depressed, sad, defeated, disgusted, frustrated, mean, hateful. Bad attitude from day one. My children and I saw her have a halfway decent attitude one time when we went to Chuck E. Cheese and she didn't have to deal with the children. She could sit there and do her little work and everything like that. That's the only time we saw her smile and have a, a good attitude and spirit. She didn't have to deal with her children. That's not, uh, that's not Christianity, people. And, and again, she's right here. She knows I'm telling the truth. And uh, this is for you. You don't have to worry about us. And I've already raised my children by myself. So if she wants to leave, she can leave. That's all right. It would be not good for her to do that. Because uh, uh, I believe that I'll be able to marry somebody else. I believe I have to talk with the theologians. Because I I, I have to have it. I have to have me a woman. Uh, I have to. I guess I I have to ask the theologians. Uh, the, the doctors may I have a concubine <laughs> my deliverer God is my deliverer Jesus is my deliverer and if you're saved you're a deliverer 
interposing in my hour of peril, when almost captured, the Lord's people are rescued from the hand of the mighty by him who is mightier still. Go ahead, Spurgeon. This title of deliverer has many sermons in it. Go ahead, Spurgeon, it does. And is well worthy of the study of all experienced saints. My God, this is all good things in one. There is a boundless wealth in this expression. It means my perpetual, unchanging, infinite, eternal good. He who can say truly, my God, may well add my heaven, my all, my strength, my deliverer, this word is really my rock. Are you hidden in the cleft of the rock, dear child of God, tonight? Or are you filled with worry and fear and anger and depression and sadness because of what other people are doing? You are allowing that if you're a child of God. And you need to stop it. You can't change people. You can't make people get saved. I can't make my wife get saved. God won't make her get saved. You can't make your spouse get saved. You can't make your teenager get saved. You can't make your young adult get saved and act right and do right. Nobody can do that. Okay? You just make sure you do your part. See? And I've told my children, I've done my part by the grace of God. And I have complete peace. And God has rewarded me with great memories. Precious memories. Can you say that, child of God? Have you done your best for the Lord and for your family? Stay in the cleft of the rock of God in Jesus, in the sense of strength and immobility. My sure, unchanging, eternal confidence and support. Thus the word rock occurs twice, but is no tautology, go ahead Spurgeon, for the first time it is a rock for concealment, but here a rock for firmness and immutability, in whom I will trust. Faith must be exercised or the preciousness of God is not truly known and experienced, and God must be the object of our faith. Our faith is mere presumption. My buckler, warding off the blows of my enemies, shielding me from arrow or sword. The Lord furnishes his warriors with weapons, both offensive and defensive. Our armory is completely stored so that none need go to battle unarmed. The horn of my salvation enabling me to push down my foes and to triumph over them with holy exaltation. My high tower, a citadel high, planted on a rocky eminence, 
beyond the reach of my enemies from the heights of which I look down upon their fury. Without alarm and survey a wide landscape of mercy reaching even unto the goodly land beyond Jordan. Go ahead Spurgeon. Here are many words but none too many. We might profitably examine each one of them had we leisure, but summing up the whole, we may conclude with Calvin that David here equips the faithful from head to foot and protects them, surrounds them, if you will, with, and I'm adding this, some powerful bubble wrap. Let's pray. Holy Father God, we pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I praise you and I thank you so much for your holy word and this great reminder from your holy word. And thank you, Lord, for your servant. Charles Haddon Spurgeon, he being dead, yet speaketh by your grace, by your might, and by your power. And Lord, help those of us who are saved and born again, filled with your Holy Spirit, to continue to walk in you, and to stay hidden in you, to stay in the cleft of the rock, so that you will always fight our battles and protect us and Lord in such a beautiful way that we don't even hear the noise and we're not bothered by it. At the same time, Holy Father God, I pray for the salvation of those who are religious but lost and those who are irreligious and lost. Lord, help them to come to know your Savior. You are already available you already have done everything for them to get saved. All they have to do is humble themselves down, lay aside their pride, and believe in you once and for all. In Jesus Christ's name, I pray that they would do it tonight. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, My dear friends, standing between the living and the dead, we're going to at this time pray for the people who have uh, sent in prayer requests. And we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for them. And uh, we're going to pray for some other people as well. So join us in prayer at this time.
Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray, Lord, for all families. We pray for saved families and we pray for lost families. We pray that you will revive those who are saved and get them back to the point of obeying your holy word. For saved people who say they love you will keep your commandments. And uh, we pray, Lord, for the salvation of those who are lost in families so that they can have the benefit and the blessing of obeying and following your holy word. And so that they can have peace and joy in their homes. And Holy Father God, I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I pray for the salvation of the lost, for the revival of the saved, for the healing of the sick if they're willing to confess their sins and repent. And Lord, I pray for those who are hurting, those who are grieving and mourning around the world. And we pray that you will comfort them as only you can and draw them to yourself. Lord, we pray for the J. Jackson family that you would comfort them and uh, strengthen them. We pray, Lord, for Malcolm Williams' family. Comfort them as only you can and draw them to yourself. And Holy Father God, we pray for the Derek Jones family. Comfort them as only you can. And, uh, and yet we still pray, Lord, for the millions of families that are hurting from the coronavirus plague. And Holy Father God, we uh, pray for uh, people who name the name of Christ everywhere. I pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Please have mercy and grace upon each and every one of us. And please forgive us of our sins of disobeying your great commandment and your great commission. And then Lord help us who are saved and born again to uh, humble ourselves and to pray and to seek your face and to turn from our wicked ways and to repent 
of our wicked sins and get back to you, our first love. And Holy Father God, we pray for all people who are in the ministry of government, from politicians to police officers. We pray for their salvation, for those who are lost. We pray for the revival of the saved. We pray, Lord, that you will lead God and direct those who are still in these roles to do right by you so that we may uh, experience peace and quiet in all of our neighborhoods. And Lord, we pray for many cities now as many police officers and many teachers who are tired of the disrespect, the foolishness, and the low pay are quitting by droves, by thousands. And, and there's a shortage of police officers. There's a shortage of teachers, which makes this country even more dangerous than what it is. So, Lord, uh, and I cannot pray, Lord, for these police officers to rejoin the force or these teachers to rejoin the demonic school system. I pray for parents to have the sense to get their minds out of the American way and stop being selfish and keep their children home and homeschool them. And Holy Father God, we pray also, Lord, for all of the Christians who are being persecuted around the world, in Nigeria, in Vietnam, and other places. Protect them as only you can, and be with them as only you can, and deliver them as only you can, and give them your grace in their trying hours and in their dying hours, and prepare us as Christians in America to continue to suffer persecution as well. But our persecution right now is nothing compared to what they're going through in Nigeria. And help us to remember that. And Holy Father God, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Save those who are lost and revive those who are saved. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, for those of you who are with us tonight and you do not know Jesus Christ, right here, as your Lord and Savior, Pardon me, in the free pardon of your sins. Jesus Christ says to you the most important words ever said in the history of the world 
to mankind. Jesus Christ said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. In that short sermon that Jesus Christ preached, which is no doubt the greatest sermon ever preached, because Jesus Christ preached it. For God so loved the world. In that one short sermon, you learn of where this gospel came from. This good news came from. It came from the heart of our loving God. God loves us so much that he gave up his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to suffer, to bleed, and to die on the cross for our sins. He was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God. For God so loved the world that includes you, red, yellow, black, and white. We're all precious in God's sight. We may not be precious in each other's sight, and we're not. But we're all precious in God's sight. So precious that he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to suffer to bleed and to die on the cross for our sins. He was buried and rose on the third day. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever, there's that word whosoever, a very unique word which means anybody at any time. Red, yellow, black, or white. 2,000 years ago, 1,500 years ago, 1,000 years ago, 500 years ago, to this present day, whosoever believeth in him, in Jesus Christ, will be saved. Saved from what? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That means you will not perish in the hell that you deserve for your sins, <clears throat> all of the sins that you have committed and that I have committed in God's sight, such as lying, stealing, lusting, coveting, disobeying our parents, dishonoring our parents, disobeying God and taking his name in vain. And I can go on, adultery, 
fornication, having sex outside of marriage, committing homosexuality. Jesus Christ died for our sins. And only Jesus Christ can save you from your sins and from the hell that you will go to once you die. For it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. So, dear friend, believe in the Lord Jesus Christ tonight. Call on his name and ask him to save you. Follow me in prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase if you want to be saved. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a wicked, evil sinner and that I have done evil in your sight many times and I deserve to go to hell. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. And please forgive me of all of my sins. As I now believe with all of my heart in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for my sins. was buried and rose on the third day. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul today. And fill me with your Holy Spirit. Help me to repent of my sins. Help me to change. And help me to turn from my evil lifestyle and to follow you in the newness of life. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake. Amen. Dear friends, go to gospellightsociety.com. Read my book, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door, so that you can grow in the faith and be the Christian disciple that God wants you to be. As the music plays, God bless you. Until next time, Lord willing, I'll see you tomorrow.